0: It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. And Welcome to another episode of the preseason 2023 NRL Fantasy Amateurs podcast. It's Mark here with Ryan again. And Ryan, um, we are recording this podcast on a completely different day to the one that we recorded the uh, Broncos podcast, mate. So, how the hell are you?
1: Yeah, no, good, mate. It's just a complete coincidence of wearing the same clothes. But um, yep. luckily, the listeners don't know do that. So, a yep. completely new day and ready to go.
0: Mate, well, and when you're on holidays, uh, you can wear the same clothes for weeks at a time and not shower. That's the rules.
1: Yeah, no, good. I, I'm feeling refreshed. I had a you know full night's sleep in between recording sessions. So, yeah, yeah. good to go.
0: Smart. Fed the lorikeets.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: And uh, we, Rob is still at this wedding that's been going for, like, I think it's uh, one of those uh, weddings that goes for, like, a week now. So we've still got uh, intern Austin here with us. Yeah. So. Austin, mate, you uh, did a terrible job on your first podcast, but I think you're ready to bounce back here. What do you think?
2: (laughs) Yeah, shake the cobwebs off and ready to talk about the green machine.
0: Oh, great. Yeah, well, mate, you just gave it away. I was going to leave it as a surprise which team we were talking about today. But uh, yeah, we are. We're going to go through the Ricky Stewart-led green machine today. And um, yeah, go through see if we can't find some fantasy relevant options here for the Raiders. And there is a couple of guys. There seems to be a lot of orange on our website at the moment, um, and not a lot of green on this team. But we'll uh, we'll go through. Um, and you know, once again, we find ourselves Ryan needing to discuss a fullback. I need a
1: couple of grapes left. Yeah. Um,
0: how how many grapes are left exactly?
1: Oh, I'm not mate, gonna edit this, this
0: out. I'm just wondering.
1: <laughs> it's not enough. <laughs> We've got a we've got a car along that's landed on the balcony now, and he wants a grape too.
0: Yeah, mate. Well, this is what happens when you cultivate a bird army, and you don't have the resources to feed them.
1: <laughs> I don't know what I've done. Anyway, who are we talking about? Xavier Savage. <laughs> I don't
0: know. Yes, Xavier Savage. What are your thoughts? I mean, last year. Um, a little bit of a blend of fantasy performance and not, but I mean, full preseason, no Charles Nickel Cook star this year, looks to be the permanent number one, the future of the Raiders, um, the only bright spark in an otherwise dismal town full of politicians and not much else exciting happening. Um, <laughs> do you think there is a chance that he's going to have that 10 points value, or do you think maybe he might file a little bit short?
1: Yeah, unfortunately, I think he's going to fall a little bit short. Savage was a player I was very interested in about uh, two weeks ago. And then uh, FanHub dropped the prices of Fantasy. And yeah, they have played funny buggers with his price. And he's priced at about 31, even though he averaged about 28 for the uh, season last year um so i had him priced in the high 30s i think you were the same mark so i i I think we did initially see 10 points of value there but unfortunately because of fanhard playing around i think i'm i think i'm gonna have to let him go through the keeper unfortunately
0: yeah well i mean we've got him here 37 38 you know his last year's average in the fullback position playing at least 70 minutes was 35.6 uh we allow for a little bit of growth there you can get yourself to the the sort of high thirties, but you know, taking a five point jump into the forties is a big step, particularly when you know you're looking at a forty three percent try scoring rate already. Uh, Austin, do you have any sort of thoughts around his ability to get that? You know, five points, or you're you're in the same mind that you think he's probably going to be closer to a, you know, acceptable but not quite enough cash cow type you
2: know situation. Yeah, just not enough. You'll be like, you'll be like one of those guys that just just like kind of praying and watching you know do something do a little bit more for me but he's just not going to have the legs to get there he's still really raw like we saw towards the end of the year he's got a couple of errors in him and he still needs to bulk up a bit and now that he's played a full season teams might have figured him out so he might get a bit suffocated a bit more too and it just depends which raiders we get at the start of the year as well we might get a slow starting raiders or a kind of rock on the fire one don't know so, yeah. Wait a
0: minute. So hang on. Are you trying to tell me that the this Raiders team is inconsistent?
2: No, not at all, mate. This team no. is the rotations are always the same. The hooker plays the same amount of minutes all the time. Never changes. I don't know what yeah. you're talking
1: about. And when that's the... Ricky Stewart's fault.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, none of that. No, oh, I mate. don't The bloke's the best coach in the league. I don't know why he hasn't been headhunted by any other clubs.
0: Yeah, mate. It it actually is, and I love, I actually love talking about this. It's so amazing that when the Raiders are winning, it's like, Ricky Stewart's awesome. And then when the Raiders are losing, it's like, oh, the players aren't stepping up. Like, it's honestly, (laughs) I've never seen a person who's less accountable for anything. Ricky Stewart is like the Elon Musk of rugby league.
2: Oh, oh, that's a good one. (laughs) Well, when you're a club nah. legend, mate, you got keys to the kingdom. Do whatever you want. Yeah,
0: really. yeah. I reckon he's about as good a coach as Garth Brennan is, and he's just with a better name. That's 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 it. But uh, I can rag on Ricky Stewart all day. But here we are. So Xavier Savage, um, oh, he's okay. You know, if you want to buy him, that's great. I think there's a couple of options that are cheaper with similar upside. You can spend more money elsewhere. Or, you know, there's a couple of other guys in the same price bracket who probably have more uh, predictable upside, I don't think it's fair to say more upside because, I mean, Savage could comfortably take a step to the 40s, and it wouldn't shock me. I just don't want to predict it. Now, the rest of the backline, rapina Chris, Tomoko, and Kotrich, or maybe Harley Smith Shields. Uh, I mean, if it is Smith Shields, he is 250K. So, I mean, that would make a big difference. I see, Ryan, I was reading an uh, article just before Uh, I won't let I won't use this up as your time to to answer a question, but uh, I see that Harley Smith Shields' brother donated the hamstring for his ACL repair instead of him it being his his hamstring.
1: Oh, okay. Um...
0: Yeah, (laughs) just a little bit of a fun fact. Um, Just so he could keep all of his hamstrings, so he could run extra fast. Uh, uh,
1: Good, excellent. That's what we want. Fun
0: fact. That's the Rugby League stories that we're interested in here at the Amateurs. So, um, But um, that's, that's, that's probably the most interesting thing I can come up with in the Raiders back, you know, two to five in terms of fantasy. If Smith Shields is at centre instead of Chris or Tomoko, he's a, he's a goer. I can't see him displacing Rapinar or Chotrich, um, which moves us into the halves with Jack Whiten, who, you know, maybe have one or two points, probably not that relevant. You know he's he's a you know almost a keeper but not quite uh, type guy. Um, Jamal Fogarty is an interesting one. I don't know. You probably didn't get a chance to read my article yet because you don't care about me, Ryan. But did you did you get a chance to read my article about Jamal Fogarty?
1: No, no, mate. I don't care about you.
0: Yeah. Okay. Great. Well, mate, I'll give, I'll give you the headlines. So Jamal Fogarty. Through the origin period, he came back in round 12 or round 13 last year, averaged 44.8 in his first five games with the Raiders up until the round 17 bye. Um, but after the round the round 17 bye, average of 53, uh, which included the two finals games, including the one where they lost to the Eels, did a similar thing in 2020 with the Titans. First five, average 32.2 before exploding to a 51 average to finish the year and then the next season averaging 54.6 in 2021. Full season, spine settled, full off season, uh, goal kicking, etc. etc. et cetera. Actually think Fogarty's probably in a similar basket to Adam Reynolds, um, mm. in summary, uh, who we just discussed on the last podcast, which wasn't 20 minutes ago. Um, so, I mean, is it... I mean, he's no origin, probably safe, but, I mean, is there enough? There's probably not enough upside there to, to take your interest?
1: Yeah, no, no, I don't know. I've just, I've been on the foggy ride before. It, was, it wasn't fun. It was very up and down. Um, yeah, one, I'm happy to let go through to the keeper. I, I do see a little bit of value there, but, yeah, just uh, he's he's one of those players. Who's, he's a little bit up and down. Um, if he gets a game where he doesn't get those base stats uh, I don't know just it's it's not, very, it's not a very sexy pick is it
0: no it's not sexy at all uh, but you know you got to have those non-sexy picks but I think we could probably find you know we could probably find uh, you know say Jackson Hastings for example who we'll talk about in later episodes 645k similar prospects or you, you know you take a guy with more upside I think probably Reynolds maybe have even has a touch more upside. Albeit, you know, more injury risk, and and I mean, there's a guy who we'll speak about in our next podcast who's is much better. So yeah, I was just basically just trying to trap you into saying something silly, mate. So I won't even I won't even push you for any more commitment here, mate. So um, speaking of things that are not very fun, uh, Tom Starling and Danny Levi Hooker rotation. Don't go anywhere near that. It's very sad times. Um, but the forward pack does have some interesting characters in here. So Austin, I'll give you your pick. Would you rather talk about Joe tapane
2: or Corey Horsburgh? Ah, uh, definitely Tapane tapane
0: All right. Talk to me about Joseph tapane who uh, found a lot of consistency, kind of last year for him, um, compared to what we're used to seeing. What do you What do you think about his prospects for this year?
2: Oh, I think he'll be either the the highest averaging forward this year, or he'll be like second behind Haas, depending on how he goes. Just I think finally, finally, Ricky decided to give this guy more than forty five minutes. And then when he gave him more than forty five minutes, and they started winning games, he was kind of grumpy and thought, "Well, I guess I got to keep him out there because now we're winning games. Otherwise, you know, he's gonna his wife's gonna have a go at me again." But you know, I think just his game is really fantasy friendly, especially with the update to the offloads that came last year in the offloads to hands and to the floor. Because he's just loves to—he's just a Marty to Power to Vita Panga Junior guy. He just loves to get that ball out. Doesn't like to be tackled or put on his leg or his back. But I think he's—I think he's—I think there's enough upside here to start with him and maybe even give him the captaincy. But that's just me. I've got a little bit of a man crush. So. <laughs>
0: yeah, Well, I mean, he does have the luxury of not having any off-field issues outside of the bloke sitting on the sideline this year <laughs> um, as compared to Payne Haas. But also, I did a little bit of an article on him, which, Ryan, I'm absolutely sure that you did read, um, with regards to his minutes distribution and, and scoring this year, thinking that he probably seems to be... Uh, I've got him at like a 57 average uh, only because I still don't trust that he's not going to have a couple of games where he plays under that 50 minutes, Um, but I think there's going to be less of them. Uh, Are you in the same mind or you think he's more 50s or or sort of low 60s is what you're thinking?
1: Yeah, well, I I was similar to you. I had him uh, projected at 58. So, I mean, obviously still very good, very much a keeper and um, someone you can reliably put the cap captaincy on if need be, but um, not someone I, I think that represents a huge amount of value. Uh, you know, priced at 55, there obviously is a little bit there. Um, it's just how do you project that ceiling? Like, I, you know, some people are going to see, um you know like austin he's got the man crush he's going to see you know roses and good times and it could easily be in the low 60s um but yeah i still just don't trust that ricky stewart factor that he is if there's a game that isn't tight um and he doesn't need to be on the field for 60 minutes or 55 is is ricky gonna play him for that long uh i'd I'd lean no so Mm. um yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah, so I've got his distribution at 25% of games sub-50 minutes and then another 17% from 50 to 54 minutes. So that's 42% of his games under 55 minutes, which does make it a bit hard because you look at him here, he had 22% of his games in the sample size that I looked at under a 50-point score, which is not something you want from a captain. That's one in five. Um, So... Mm. Yeah, that makes it really hard to trust him with the captaincy, particularly when you're looking at guys like ha- Alec Hines and Cleary who are going to put up 65 and 50 is just an absolute disaster most of the time for them. So, um, yeah, I-, I think he's probably one. I'll be looking for like round 9, 10 uh, after the round 8 buy, I think is probably one. Ideally, I'll be looking to sort of go from a cash cow to him and have him through the origin period and out the back end will be my sort of attitude towards Tarpany, I think, for this year. Mm -hmm. Um, So being that Austin took Tarpany, it leaves you, Ryan, with Corey Horsburgh, who's the other fantasy-relevant forward here. Um, I know you are a fan of redheads. Um, Hopefully Lucy's not (laughs) listening. No, I'm just kidding. Um, But um, (laughs) no Adam Elliott this year. Horsburgh comes in more than likely going to be the starting lock. Wheels up?
1: Yeah, I I think so, potentially. Um, We we know he's got the PPM. He's always had the PPM. That's never deviated throughout his career. It's always been in that, you know, just a touch under one. So, I mean, priced at 41, he probably only needs a tick over 50 minutes to have close to 10 points of value there. I could easily see him averaging 50 this year. Um, it, it's just a matter of how many minutes he does get. Obviously, um, Papa Lee is getting older now. Uh, I, I don't think it's necessarily out of the possibility that Horse is playing more minutes than um, Papa this year. Um, I, I guess the concern is, does he play Origin again this year? Does he get a recall? Um, you know, Queensland's forward depth, in the middle is a little bit lacking. So I, I could see him if he puts in a good season playing Origin this year. But, I mean, as a sort of mid-range cash cow, it, it, he certainly screams a bit of value there to me, um, whether it's enough to get me in. I don't know. You've still got the Ricky Stewart factor. But, I mean, he's, ex- he's an exciting option if he, if he is getting the minutes.
0: Yeah, I think he's one of those guys that is fun to watch factor and you do have to wait that in. Um, my study that I did on him in games where he plays at least 45 minutes, he didn't score under 40 once. So mm. every single one of those games, uh, in a 20 point 20 game sample, every single game was over 40 points. That is just a huge tick in the plus column in terms of making sure his price doesn't stagnate. Cause he throws in a 27 in 48 minutes or something like that. Um, which is which does happen to a lot of other players. So, you know, a 20-game sample is a good sample. That's basically a full season or close enough to it, 45-plus-minute games. Um, the downside is 70% of his scores in those 20 games were between 40 and 49 points. The problem there is, is that, you know... The average minutes there was 51, and he was sort of scoring 45, 47, 48, 43, which is fine, but it's not really what you need. But if we see that go to 52, 53, 54 minutes a game, we'll likely see that threshold come up and be more like 50%, you know, high 40s, 40%, low, low to mid 50s, and then 10% boom games. So that's that's sort of what I would expect. Elliot Whitehead cannot play 80 minutes anymore. And Papali has seen the last four seasons, his minutes go down every single year. So um, this is just middle forward minutes, 67, 54, 53, 52, and last year 48 minutes on average. So they lost Adam Elliott, who was 54 minutes per game last year. And, I mean, if Horsburgh steps into that role, he's going to average 51, 52 Rock solid, lots of, you know, 48s to 55s, and then the odd, you know, big game, which is exactly what you want from a guy at, at that price point. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm locked in on the the big red fire truck at the moment.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: you know, yeah, 1.1% ownership.
1: <sighs> Pod.
0: I reckon that. I reckon that's going to go up after this podcast when everyone listens to it. What do you think, Austin? What's your Austin? What's your prediction for Corey Horsborough ownership a week after this podcast is released? Is that one point one
2: percent now? Oh, I want to say we'll push into the low twos, two point two.
0: What, man, mate? That is underestimating the podcast's reach. <laughs>
1: it's it's kind of crazy to think that um, Pangwai is at eleven percent and he's three k more.
0: <laughs> Mate, they're sitting next to each other on my team at the moment. So, <laughs> I've got the all. I've got the all fun duo of uh, Pengai, Horsbro and Jared Wallace in my mids at the moment. It's great.
1: Oh well.
0: Yeah, love it. Love it, sick. I really, I do actually want to take a flyer on Savage. I really do, but um, I just, I don't think I'm going to get there.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's it's a bit risky.
0: Yeah, it's it, yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, I. The thing with the Raiders as well, they got a pretty awkward buy. So if you have a look at my game theory theory article that I did, I actually discussed the merits of potentially having a team in the first two, three, four rounds that has a buy, because the chance of you having a red dot at that time is way lower than in round eight or nine. Mm, um, that's a good point. This represent it's a really awkward buy in round eight. But then, you know, they do play the first buy round. So really what you want to do is be picking up your Raiders players in round 9-10 where they got the Dolphins and the Bulldogs. So um, because even if the Bulldogs are a good team, they're certainly not going to be a defensive powerhouse this year. So I could see that being the perfect time for a Tarpeny type. But, yeah, I think by then any value, if there is value in Savage, it's going to be gone. But, I mean, they play in the first five rounds, the Cowboys, Sharks and the and the Panthers, so but they do have the Knights and the Dolphins splice in the middle there. So it's going to be like tough matchup, easy matchup, tough matchup, easy matchup, tough matchup, and then the Broncos, which I think is trending towards easy matchup at the moment, and then the Dragons before they go into the bye. So, yeah. Who knows? I think Horsburgh is going to be great. I love him. I actually want him to play Origin this year, but I don't because he's going to be in my fantasy team. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, mate, this, this is the year. Big horse in red. Mate.
0: Can you imagine just the most delicious Queensland State of Origin forward pack with, like, Reuben Cotter, Corey Horsburgh, Pat Carrigan, Jeremiah Nanai? Like, I love that. Don't you love that?
1: Uh, I just pulled up uh, Corey's Wikipedia page, and it's got Corey uh, Horsepower Horsburgh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, love that. Horsepower. That's what my fantasy team's going to be powered by this year, horsepower. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> love it boys any closing comments on the raiders before we finish off
1: um is there anyone else no there's not um, really anyone else I, I guess hudson young is probably worth talking yeah. about isn't
0: he i wanted to give him a shout out actually i don't want to talk about elliot whitehead he's gone he was and papali as well but i mean you are right hudson young he's a gun to look at later but probably yep. no early value we don't think um yeah is, i think where we arrived at with him
2: yeah like yeah, he's one to watch last year kind of because I was interested in starting with Young last year, but kind of stayed away from it, which is good because he actually, I think, after the first buy, he was down around 600. He was averaging 45. Then he just kind of went on a bit of a tear. So he's definitely mm. one to plug into your watch list and just keep an eye on as a yeah. keeper.
0: I think he's a confidence player, Hudson Young. He strikes me as a guy that would be a confidence player.
1: Mm, yeah, for yeah. sure.
0: Now, it does need to be – we may as well bring this up. Corey and IRA
2: Oh, no. I mate, mean, yeah. I, I watched he, him when he started running around at Penrith.
0: Austin's got PTSD, mate. He was a gun cash cow when he was at Penrith.
2: Oh, yep, and that was because Fairnub failed to put him in after his first game, so he came into the game at baseball. With price. like a negative oh, 15. That's
1: right. Yep.
2: Sorry, that was. Uh, yep. Yes,
1: I remember that.
0: Ryan, I'm pretty sure you talked to everybody into him last year with his offloading ability. Is that right?
1: Did I? I don't remember that. I, I definitely. Uh, I definitely did in 2021 when he was a Jet.
0: Yeah. All right. We have to go back and check the tape. <laughs> um, but if if he's playing 80 minutes in the back row, he's a value, 100%. But I, we, that would rely on Elliot Whitehead being the lock. And I just don't think that's what's going to happen.
2: No. Yeah.
0: And no. even if he does get named there, last year, 2022, he played round three, four, five, six, seven on the edge. Um, 30, 57, 31, 60, 31. Um, if that's really what you want to sign up for, um, you can do that. Um, but that is yuck. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think that might be the title of this podcast, Yuck. Um, or, maybe, or maybe Powered by Horsepower. I don't know. So, um, yeah, and, and um, yeah, apologies if you take offence to anything I said earlier, Ricky Stewart. It's, it's all in jest, mate. Well, I actually think you're a great coach.
2: Take offence. He's a weak gutted dog. I don't, re- I don't really think he's a good coach, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right, boys, any closing thoughts before we finish up?
1: No, just looking forward to uh, Maddie's comments on this podcast. He's, he'll have about 10 of them, I'm sure.
0: Yep, let Try rip- to keep it to single-digit number of comments, Maddie. Uh, Thanks very much for joining us And we'll uh, talk to you next time Where we'll look at the mighty Canterbury Bulldogs
1: Love you guys